Welcome, precious one. The message you're about to listen to will bless and enlighten you, and you are delighted about this. Ministering is Reverend Elijah, pastor of Christ's Glory Ministries. Stay tuned, and God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. You know, one of the reasons why we are in church every Sunday is, one, to present ourselves before the Lord. Two, to be aligned or realigned with purpose and God's intentions. It is not a formality. It is not an act that has no meaning. In the Old Testament, God gave them periods that they were to present themselves before the Lord. Are you following this? Periods they were to present themselves before the Lord. That is how God is. God likes Rokol. God likes Rokol. He likes to see his people present themselves before him. Though he sees everything and he's everywhere, yet he wants that it's a structure in his kingdom. I hear what I'm saying. Even the angels, they present themselves before God. There's a time that they present themselves before God. So, Sunday church is not one of the things that you can choose to do or not. As a child of God, as a believer, your Sundays are your appointment with God. You see, the Israelites, many of them were very stubborn, rascals, crazy guys, bad guys, all kinds of stuff. Yet, when they start to present themselves, everybody, no matter where you've been, what you've done, present yourself, you go, present yourself. Because that's what God wants. If, he, if you are there and he has to cleanse you of any sins, he will do it. You will be cleansed. The high priest will do it. Through the high priest prayers and the high priest sacrifices, you will be cleansed. Then you go back. You see, because God is a family guy, a family person. And as a family man, he has that desire to periodically see his children. Are you understanding this? It's a very important concept I want you to ground into your, your heart. So you can understand. And presenting ourselves before the Lord comes with so many benefits and so many blessings. Yeah, Allah. Bible says there's joy in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. She's in the spirit. Maybe you don't even. You might think she's watching something, but you don't know what she's seeing. Hallelujah. Are you catching this truth? Very important. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me show you one instance in the scripture. The book of Job, chapter 1. Hallelujah. Are you there? Job chapter 1. Let's just read from verse 1. It says, There was a man in the land of Uz, whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God, and eschewed evil. Praise God. Media guys, what did you go and do outside? To be steady. Amen. Verse 2. 
And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was seven thousand sheep and three thousand camels and five hundred yoke of oxen and five hundred she asses and a very great household. Praise God. A very great household. And it says, So that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. Verse 4. And his sons went and feasted in their houses, every one his day, and sent and called for, for their three sisters to eat and drink with them. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them, and rose up early in the morning, and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. So Job was functioning as a priest over his children. Are you following? One of the important reasons, one of the important things is uh, reasons why you must have a spiritual father. You see, because he, he is a priest over your life. Are you following? And every priest, the Bible says in the book of Hebrew, every priest offers to God sacrifices and offerings. So when, the, when your priest goes before the Lord on his knees in prayer and intercession for you, there are certain mistakes that are, go, that may, you know, are, going, to, are going to cause you much pain. But because of him on his knees, is averted. You don't see it, you don't hear about it, but that is why God put priests there. That's why Samuel said, I will not sin against the Lord in you know, ceasing to pray for you. Are you following? And Job was operating in his priestly office as a father over his children. He didn't know whether they had done silly things or not, but he just did that on their behalf. He said, perchance, maybe they've done something, and then I need to do this for them. Praise God. So the Bible says, thus did Job continually. Now look at verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Are you seeing this? You remember what I told you? God likes that. You see? So a, a child of God Every Sunday, you present yourself. When you come to church, you are presenting yourself before God. One of the very important things, are you following? It's more than just coming to hear God's word. It is you presenting yourself before the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. The angels also do it. You see, in chapter 1 here, it says, There was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves. In chapter 2, that time came again. Because at this time, when they came... Satan came among them. The next time, they were coming to present themselves again. And when they present themselves, it is usually for two major things. One of them is accountability. And the other is further instructions on what's next to do. It comes with empowerment, it comes with illumination, so on and so forth. That's for the angels. For God's people, we present ourselves before him every Sunday. As a family, as a family man, God likes that he sees his kids and he watches. And you see, in the Old Testament, they used to do it. God told them, instruct them on so and so. They are all to present themselves. There was a period where all the men present themselves. And there's a period where everybody present themselves. Then God will watch. Watch you. Yes. Then they are cleansed. Then they are blessed. Are you seeing this? This is God's way. So our Sunday, oh, every Sunday I go to church, it's not because, oh, there's some, oh, after if I don't go, it's nothing. No, it's something. If you're a child of God, you must understand this. Are you with me? So that your Sundays become non-negotiable. Because God is expecting to see you. That Didn't God know where all the angels were? Didn't he see them where they were? But he says, present yourselves. 
first Samuel. Because you see, these are truths that the, the, the body of Christ, the church, and you as a believer must know them. You see, that's why sometimes I take time to mention them before we go into the, the other part of the message. First Samuel chapter 10. First Samuel 10, verse 18. It says, First Samuel 10, verse 18, are you there? It says, And said unto the children of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt, and delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, and out of the hand of all kingdoms, and of them that oppressed you. Verse 19. And ye have this day rejected your God, who himself saved you out of all your adversities and your tribulations. And ye have said unto him, Nay, but said the king of us. He says, Now therefore present yourselves before the Lord, by your tribes and by your thousands. Glory to God. God called for a presentation of themselves here, because there was something new about to happen. And then there was also periodic moments when God would expect them to show up. Hallelujah. Bible says of Jesus Christ, it was his custom to be in the synagogue every Sabbath. Hallelujah. So we understand it. Amen. Amen. There's something glorious about it. Now, one of the things that come along with it in our presentation before the Lord is first thing, reason why we come to church every Sunday is present ourselves before God. Second is alignment with purpose. Alignment with purpose. You see, when you present yourself before the Lord, He reminds you that you are not here for yourself. None of us here negotiated or spoke with our parents before we found ourselves here. So if in our physical world, you can reason that if you came to meet chairs here, number one, somebody brought the chairs here. Number two, somebody manufactured the chairs. Why do you think that you came on this earth for nothing or by chance? What makes you think that way? In the world, in our system, we know that when we go somewhere, we see this thing, that we will not say, Hey, someone put it there. I see. Someone put it there. So, in the same way, we know that if there's a man on the earth, they didn't appear by chance. It's very, it's very simple. Because there are things, Bible says in the book of Romans 1, that the invisible things, by the invisible things, of uh, the visible things of nature, we are able to understand the invisible Godhead. So there are physical things that reveal God to you. That's why atheism is a is a joke many times. And one of the interesting things about atheism is that you may ask an atheist one 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 uh, one man one day in an uh, argument back and forth. He asked so he asked the atheist. So if Christianity was real, or if God was real, would you be a Christian? He said no. So you can realize that it's not a matter of God being or God not being. They don't want to. Be, they don't want there to be a God. They don't want to be regulated. They don't want to submit to anything. So it's not so much about they trying to um, academically and scholastically determine that there is no God. There is a deep down desire not to be quarantined by anybody, not to submit to anybody, not to want there to be any basis of morality that is where their argument stems from they don't want it they don't want there to be a god and that's where many of the arguments spring from not that they are open to the truth it's not so i know what i'm saying they want to love and live their own and do their own thing and the bible said that you see so some of them look so sophisticated Ask one of them one day that, okay, so let's say that if all of this is, is true, will you be a Christian or will you believe in God? Many will tell you no. Then you realize that, okay, then it's not a problem 
about proving whether God is or not. You don't want there to be a God. If you are sincere, if there is a God and if it is true, you will comply. That's open-mindedness and sincerity. Like a man who wants to stop, leave a lady. You said she did this, that's why you want, you want to leave her. Okay, when she stops with you, say, still, mate, still. <laughs> <laughs> then it's not because of what she did. What? I will press her, we'll get you, Jai. Druvash, I say, you, what? It means that you and I, you don't want there to be, you just, we are trying to look for something to be there. No. You see? Yeah. And sometimes that reality exists about people. You see? Or people say, we feel about Roma, or part of Dainchen, or Meko. Or Jiga, oh, everything is a crack. Three years, four years, or better, you go. That is why when we come into Christ, when we are born again, God saves us with nothing, quote unquote. Are you listening? He saves us with nothing. He doesn't save you and then you go born again, you turn your back. <gasps> 4.5 million dollars. <laughs> Are you what I'm saying? I prophesy about your life. In your lifetime, may you see millions of dollars. Amen. Yes. You too, let your bank account read millions of dollars. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. It's not beyond you. It's not be, 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 you know, beyond you at all. There are younger guys than you, younger ladies than you, who have millions of dollars in their account. One guy woke up one day, when the whole crypto thing shot up, he woke up one day. This is just some regular guy working at one of these restaurants in America. Some dreadlocks and some cool guy. Woke up one day, opened his crypto wallets and they were I think there were two different guys but this particular guy woke up one day 20 million dollars then he posted he took a story post said my life is looking like all kinds of stars right now <laughs> there was one guy I had a story from a very close friend in fact the, the his wife is my my daughter the first time the guy saw one million dollars, the guy's face turned red. He had to, he ran instantly. He began to run. He rushed to the washroom. I'm telling you, in his life, that he's not seen before. Money pegative. <laughs> it's a proper pegative. <laughs> his son, his, his face, the and that's even a white man. That's even a white man. His face all turned red. And he had to. He rushed quickly. And he was there. Then he would come back. He was like, who? I hear what I'm saying. In your lifetime, let your bank accounts read in millions of dollars. Yeah. And you see, it's not just for selfish purposes. We know what we need to use money to do. Yeah. There are some that they get down million dollars every week in Dubai. Different lady. Praise God. 
Say thank you, Jesus. But as you present yourself before the Lord, the Lord transforms your mind. And he aligns you with purpose. You see? I told you something very, very emphatic. If chairs did not appear here by themselves, and it is illogical for you as a human, as a person, to accept and believe that these chairs came here by themselves, why do you think you came here by chance? Why is it logical to accept that, oh, this couldn't have been here by itself. Somebody manufactured it, somebody brought it here, but it becomes illogical to you to accept that someone orchestrated your presence here. Your thoughts are not consistent then. Praise God. Are you here? Very important. Very, very important. Some of these things are answers that the Spirit of God brings to us. So, your coming to church is not just something you can do without. No. A child of God understands the presenting of themselves before the Lord and that alignment purpose consistently and continually. Hallelujah. Praise God. We have been looking at seven important counsels to implement for the year of abundance and new things hallelujah praise god and we have seen number one which was what which was what say again scheduling scheduling and and diligence if you like and number two was what number two was what again again Placing emphasis on wisdom. These things must be abreast in your mind. Praise God. They mustn't be things that you just hear them on Sunday and then that's it. No, they must be. Sorry. They are the things that are abreast. You are actually living by them and following them out. So scheduling. And we spoke about habits in scheduling. A lot of that. A lot of things. A lot of important things about habits. How that success. All success is hinged on the requisite habits. If you can form the right habits, no goal is beyond achievement. The reason why many people are unable to achieve their goals is because they are refusing or not prepared to imbibe the habits necessary for that success. Are you following? Yeah, there is a, a habit, a pattern, a requisite kind of habit you need to be C. Ronaldo, to be messy, to be that kind of bodybuilder who has that physique. Every success has its requisite and demanding habits. And if you are serious about achieving your goals, you will discover the habits necessary for that. Are you with me? So we spoke about all of that. When the messages are uploaded on the uh, podcast, make sure you get them. Then we spoke about placing emphasis on what? Wisdom. And one of the things I said was that when you place emphasis on wisdom, it means that one of the things that you do is that out of whatever happens or whatever situation or whatever occurrence that takes place, you are looking for the wisdom within the matter. You are not so focused about, oh, uh, uh, this happened so I'm like this or this happened so I'm better or that. You are looking for, where is the wisdom in this? What, what is the wisdom I can glean from this? Hallelujah. And we, we said that wisdom has characteristics. One of the first ways wisdom demonstrates its it, it's, um its wisdom or itself is speech. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Speech. Say speech. speech. Your talk. Right? Your talk. And they also said that wisdom is a discoverer of knowledge. Wisdom prioritizes knowledge. Now today, the third one I want to look at, the third important principle or counsel 
to walk in the word the Lord gave us for this year, abundance and new things. Deliberate, consistent givings and sacrifices. Number three. Deliberate, consistent givings and sacrifices. Now, before we even go into it, let me tell you something that you can do this year that will help you. There are 52 weeks in this year. Every week, give something. Are you hearing me? Every week, do what? Give something. Every week, give something. I already began it from January. Every week. Sometimes multiple times in one week. I give something. I give something. I give something. Are you with me? So, that, that one, establish it. The whole week, you started from Monday. It's Friday, you're not giving anything. Look for somebody to give something to. Praise God. Give things that make you full smile. Give things that make you smile. Carlos Jones, the way your, your palm is, you I don't think you will slap anybody for them to smile. So don't give anybody slaps. Give them what to make them smile. If they, if they won't smile, then change the change what I give them. Praise God. Yeah. If you like and you give them something to make them smile after you take away the smile. That one is up to you. Praise God. So give something every week. Give money, give gifts, give something every week. This year, be deliberate about this. Let every tell yourself that every blessing and every elevation that comes from this act of giving this year, I want to see it in my life. And commit yourself to, to do it every week. You may not, maybe you may at the, at the point in time, you may not have anything at, or very little. If you have five Ghana credits, send it to somebody. Call some and say, Oh, some oh, it's my week, or oh, I'm not giving it, I'm giving you this. Give. Heaven will, will be recording it. Angels will be recording it. God will be recording it. You see? Because you are, you are positioning yourself. This giving, give Matissa, this year, I want to be, I want to experience what others are experiencing. What the word of God says concerning this thing. Are you with me? So every week, you have 52 weeks, every week, give something. Every week, give something. You see? Very important. I've not taught on the first fruit yet. I don't know about teacher, maybe I, I will. But as I'm here, I've already given, we're in now. In January, I've already given my first fruits. You see? So before I even come and teach you I've, I've, or talk about it, I've already done. And I gave, my first, my first was close to $1,000. So before I come and talk to you about, even about giving, I am, I'm a practitioner already. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now let's look at some important things. Ecclesiastes 11. Ecclesiastes 11. Are you learning something today? Let's read from verse 1 to 6 then i will come to some important things that i will show you glory to jesus so verse 1 it says are you following cast thy bread upon the waters for thou shalt find after many days hallelujah i remember the song that we used to sing with this one when NS used to go to church as a young as a young child. <laughs> Sunday school, he used to sing this song. NS, I, I need to discover, I need to investigate and find which high school he went to. 
Adrian. Oh, I need to look. I have to do some research. Whether his seniors they bullied him or not, because I was some man who, you know, a man is crabby, a shanks in any existing cutansana. We pay a bit, a bit Praise God. When you give birth, take your your child to the best school in Ghana. Remember college. The college, the only college, the the premium college. You know, we we'll talk about that day. So verse one. Verse one. Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find after many days. Praise God. Bread here is symbolic of sustenance, right? Your sustenance. It can it can be equivalent to your money. I follow it. It can be equivalent to what sustains you. It says, cast your bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find after many days. Verse two. Give a portion to seven and also to eight. For thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. Now, I will share with you two or three principles because of time today. Two or three principles of giving. There are certain principles of giving. Are you following? I'll come to that. Verse 3, it says, If the cloud be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if a tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. Verse 4, He that observeth the wind shall not sow. And he that regarded the cloud shall not reap. As thou so as thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. Verse 6 he says, In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand, for thou knowest not whether shall prosper either this or that, whether they both shall be alike good. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I told you that this year, there are fifty two weeks in a year, every week give something. Practice this thing. Every week, give something. Look for somebody. Give. It can be to the church. It can be to a fellow believer. Give something every week. In the first two weeks of this year. Are you hearing me? Now, uh, okay. Which one I show you first? Okay, let's 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 look at this one. The directional principle of giving. First principle I show with you about giving. The directional principle of giving. There is. Sowing upwards, there is sowing downwards, there is sowing horizontally. This is the directional principle of giving. Sowing upwards gives you heights and elevation. Sowing downwards gives you insurance. Sowing horizontally gives you influence. All givings are not the same. All givings are not in the same direction. And I'll show you some of them today. Verse 2 of 11, it already said, Give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, let's look at, let's look at sowing downward. Praise God. Proverbs 14, verse 31. It said, I told you that sowing upward gives you height and elevation. Are you with me? Sowing downward cannot give you that height and elevation. For the lesser is blessed of the greater. Are you seeing it? And when you sow downward, you are sowing to uh, um, people that you are in a position or a place higher than. A lot of times, when you give to the poor, you are sowing downward. It has what it does for you. Are you with me? It has what it does for you. It has what it, That's why as a ministry, uh, we organize, we have our charity outreaches and then we go out and then we give. 
to diff different uh, need-based categories, whether it's widows, whether it's orphans, whether it's uh, um, the juvenile delinquents, we have that. Because it is some, it has some what it does in our lives. Glory to Jesus. Proverbs 14, verse 31. Now look at what it says. It says, He that oppresseth the poor reproacheth his maker. You see? He that oppresseth the poor reproacheth his maker. But he that honoreth him has mercy on the poor. Another thing that sowing downward or giving downward does is it's also a form of honor to God. One of the major things that that does for you is an, it's like an insurance. There are certain calamities, certain evils that are averted because of charitable works. There are certain mercies that are released over a man's life because of his giving and his sowing downwards. Are you following what I'm saying? Proverbs 19. So you understand? When I give this way, this was doing, or this, this is what is going to accomplish. When I give this way, so you are not without knowledge. You are not ignorant. Somebody said, "Oh, my honor, my title, I would rather give it to people on the street." You lack knowledge. You see, you lack knowledge. You think you are very shrewd and very woke, but you lack the requisite knowledge. Because what that one will do for you, what your honor or your fight will do for you, that can, uh, what you are giving to them can't do for you. And so you will still be at the mercy or a victim of what will happen to you if you don't give your honor. If you don't honor God. Please, I see, I see what I'm saying. Yes, Different things have what they do. To try to take something which is supposed to do B and make it do A is disorder in the realm of the spirit. And God can't bless disorder. Are you following me? Yes, Proverbs 19. Let's come down to verse 17. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Sokarate libarada la shada bahaya. Are you there? Verse 17. It says, He that had pity on the poor lendeth unto the Lord. So over here, he's telling you something. The pity you are having on the poor is not just empathy. Because he says he lendeth unto the Lord. What are you lending? Is it your just your no? He's so poor. No. Is it that he's so poor that you are lending to the Lord? No. There is something you are lending to the Lord by giving to the poor. And he calls it having pity on the poor. You see, so those finances that go to them, maybe the clothes or the shoes that you package and give to them. He says, He that had pity on the poor lendeth unto the Lord. And that which he had given him, will he pay him again? You see? Will he pay him again? Now, when he will pay you again, at a particular point in time, you may, you probably have so many shoes, your closet is full. Extra money or other things, and you gave a lot of them to the poor. Ten years time, five years time, one year, one year time, maybe six months time. You don't need a shoe at that time. But there's something you need, a particular mercy, a particular thing you need at that point in time. He says, the Lord, Bible says, the Lord will pay him again. You won't be paid back in shoes. You'll be paid back in mercy. You'll be paid back in open doors. You'll be paid back in something else. That becomes a blessing. Is that what I'm saying? Sowing downward has what it does. Let me show you another thing that sowing downward does. Proverbs 28. So I said that sowing downward gives you insurance. It has that. It's, an, it's a form of insurance. Sowing upward gives you height and elevation, right? Sowing downward gives you a form of what insurance, right? Sowing horizontally gives you influence. 
Let's finish it. Sewing down. Proverbs 28. Say thank you, Jesus. Let's look at 27. Proverbs 28, verse 27. Then we'll look at one other scripture in there. I'm making it brief because our time is up. So that I'll go to sowing horizontally and sowing upwards. And you must do all these three if you want to be a prosperous person. As a ministry, we do all, all these three. Are you following? You must do all these all these three. If your prosperity will be generational and will last, all these three must fill the categories, must fill all those places. Sometimes sowing downward is looking for people who maybe are incapacitated in a particular area and then you become a helper there. Some of you, you are here, you've never paid school fees before. We are using iPhone 13 Pro Max. You've not paid anybody school fees before. You've not helped somebody to pay rent before. You've not helped somebody in a particular need before. Value your future. <laughs> I hear me. Value your future. And you see, sometimes you feel like, oh, I, I should have a lot of money before I can do some things for people who are incapable. No, you don't always. There are, there are various ways to give. Various ways to give. Sometimes it can be the bed you, you sleep on. A friend or somebody else doesn't have a place to sleep. And you help the person for a period of time. That thing you have sown downward, it is recorded. You will never lack where to put your head. I'm telling you. I'll show it to you from the scriptures. Let me show you this first. Verse 27. He that giveth unto the poor shall not lack. Are you seeing this? Shall not what? Shall not lack. But you see, the Bible doesn't say the same thing about giving to God. When it talks about giving to God, it says they will overflow. Your bounds will be full. Overflow. Abundance. Not running over. But here it says you shall not lack. If you have 50 Ghana, you don't lack. <laughs> you have 50 Ghana, you need, you need 30 Ghana for the day. 40 Ghana for the day. You do you lack? You don't lack. But it is at that level. Please, are you seeing this? You won't lack alright, but that, there's a level to, it, to that. <laughs> do you understand this? He that giveth unto the poor shall not lack. But he that hideth his eyes shall have many a curse. Glory to God. Come to verse 8. And there's a very powerful thing that I want you to take note of. Verse 8. Proverbs 28 verse 8. He that by usury and unjust gain increaseth his substance, he shall gather it for him that will pity the poor. So there are certain riches that are kept in store for those who are faithful to helping the poor and those riches will be transferred at a particular point in time in your faithfulness to helping people that don't have people that are incapacitated at a particular point or a particular area of their life that is why people that become great helpless they started as little helpless if you when you were little you're not helping anybody don't think that you suddenly become great and help so many people no bible says notice what it says here he says that the person who by usury and unjust gain increased his substance, he shall gather it. For who? For him that has pity on the poor. So the gathering, the person, the money can be gathered over 10 years, 15 years. Bible says he will gather it. And the person who has pity on the poor, he will be transferred to that person. You see, it may have been 5 years or some 10 years or some period of time in the person's life where he's frequently and consistently doing good to the poor. Or helping people that maybe at a particular point in time need some help. They can be uh, um, relatives. They can be people he doesn't know. They can be people he knows. But he's helping them. Bible says a time is coming. Wealth will be transferred to that fellow. 
why he has been faithful in showing pity to the poor. Are you following this? Yeah. He has been faithful in showing pity to the poor. And we need to learn it. We need to learn it. You see, you can be, you can have a good friend and that friend's shoe is torn and your shoe is spotless and you say it's your friend, you go and come and you are seeing it and no. I hear what I'm saying. And then the poor. So whenever it's time, you hear it's time for our charity giving as a ministry like we do. When it's time for those because throughout the year, you may be busy. You are going here, going here. So when the church is doing it, take advantage. Jump on the bandwagon. Go with us. Go and see them. Go and mingle with them. Go and be with them. And whatever we are giving them, let your own be there too. Are you following? Because sowing downward, giving downward has its blessings, its benefits. Amen. Then there is sowing horizontally. Right? Sowing horizontally, giving horizontally. This is giving to people you are in um, one way or the other an equal position with or a level standing with. It can be your friends. It can be your siblings. It can be people, co-workers. Are you with me? You, when you give to them, you are sowing horizontally. Every great man of prosperity sows horizontally as well. Solomon the king gave to other kings. You see, when a person is very consistent in sowing horizontally, in a matter of time, sometimes he can move from that place and he now goes higher. But you have to start sowing horizontally. You see? All of the people I've worked with, my friends, brothers, all of them I've worked with, all of them, you ask them, I have given to them severely intensely more than they've given to me i'll never let you outgive me <laughs> you will never outgive me one time there was a friend this was years ago i don't know 2013 or 2012 he had been observing and checking how much he's given me and you know the good and everything because it's a it's a challenge to do better like to do to give to outgive your your, your friend and we were talking about several thousands and other things he had been given. So he said, I've given more than you. One day, the conversation came up. It was like, you oh, know, he had everything. He said, I gave more than you, I gave more than you. Then I kept quiet. And I said that, this is a brother, a friend who we were talking. And I said, that, ah, I've forgotten the fees, the central university fees. I gave you this amount for that. And then this other thing. I said, take it. I'm not taking it back again. <laughs> You see? I take it. <laughs> because he, he just he said he bought it so that he will pay back. I said, no, no, no. It's a seed. <laughs> yeah. At that point, he was like, listen, when we understand spiritual things, you never give me, oh, you lie bad. You won't give me. On a horizontal level. So, so I've given to them. I've given to them. Yesterday night, one of them came around my house. He drove by, he was, he was from Legon, then he passed by. We spoke about several stuff, you know, had, had a nice time. Then, just as I was about to leave, the Holy Spirit said, give him this, mention the thing. I was like, mm. I kept quiet. So, just before he left, the Holy Spirit said, give him this thing. I said, mm. <laughs> So I just stood up, went there, then picked it up. I said, this is for you. He said, oh, wow. I said, oh, I said, this. I said, God bless you. 
Then he now said, Oh, I don't have this thing on. Some this thing. I said, hey, Oh, don't worry. I went, a new one, picked it. I said, Dick. He said, Oh, okay. So I was saying the man, I said, No. The thing. Sewing horizontally. Sewing horizontally gives you audience and influence. Sewing horizontally gives you audience and influence. You will discover that at a particular point in your life, helpers come into your life. When you need something to be done, the right people will show up. The right man will suddenly show up. Doesn't matter all the circumstances. At the right time, at the right moment, the right man will show up. Proverbs 14. Let me show you something. This is just the directional principle of giving. There is the fullness of class principle of giving. There is the ransom principle of giving. We'll go into that next week. But today, let's look at the directional principle of giving. Proverbs 14. Are you there? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you learning something today? Thank you, Lord. <laughs> uh, very interesting scriptures. <laughs> Alright, Proverbs 14, right? Verse 20. Look at this. It says, The poor is hated even of his own neighbor. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Never let anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Listen, no matter no matter the amount of poverty you go into, never accept that it is good. I'm telling you. Accept or understand that this state is not good. I will come out of it. But don't never say. It's cool. After all, life, everybody can be rich. Hey! <laughs> now, you will be the one who is not rich. Me, I'll leave you and join the rich Don't accept it. Admit that it's not a good state. And tell yourself, I will leave this state. With speed. As I'm telling you, I can't say, man, for a young can a day. Praise God. What was this? He says, the poor is hated even of his own neighbor. Ah, I know you. <laughs> I know she. I know you. You pass by, you sing. You pass by, you sing. You're angry. <laughs> the poor. Is hated even of his own neighbor. But the rich had many friends. The rich have many friends. Do you know that there are two kinds of rich people? The ones that have many friends and the ones that don't have friends. And the differentiation is those who give and those who don't. The rich had many friends. And the poor, he is hated. Even of his own neighbor. He's trying to tell you something proverbially. He doesn't have friends. The person who lives by, he's, he's hated. So where will a friend from a different place come? But the rich had many friends. He gives. He shares. Now let me show you something, okay? Because some people feel like, the more I give, I'll have less. No. Let me show you something. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Mm. 
There's something I want to show you. I'm trying to look for it. Proverbs 13. Proverbs 13. I with me. This 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 part of what I'm sharing with you concerning giving, you need it a lot if you want to be prosperous financially in different capacities. I with me. So when the audios or podcasts are out, listen to this part very, very well. I with me. Proverbs 13, verse 7. It says, There is that maketh himself rich, yet hath nothing. It says, There is that maketh himself poor, yet hath great riches. What is he talking about? The logical and, you know, accepted or known way of making yourself rich is by gathering more, right? And then spending less than you get, right? And keeping. So he says there is a person who, uh, eventually that would mean that you don't give anybody. You're, you're, you're keeping everything. because you. And he says, there is the one who makes himself rich, yes, has nothing. Because as he's trying to keep and maintain, it is finding other means to vanish and disappear. Because money is a spirit. And money is not, money doesn't want to just be camped or kept. So it doesn't matter how wealthy a man is. Even if he's not a Christian and he's wealthy, he has to find a way to be involved in charity work or some other way of giving. Check all rich people. You see it. Those who have sustained their wealth, there's a way. Because there has to be some giving. Of course, unless it was, it was dubious or maybe blood or whatever. Those ones have their own requirements. But look how this is. There is that maketh himself poor. How do you make yourself poor? You're giving this. And this one is, hey, what do you eat? Bible says, yet had great riches. You see? So, when you have understanding of some of these things, the person who, in a sense, is making themselves poor, Bible says, yet they have great riches. You see, because of this principle. I with me. Now, let's go back to Proverbs 14, verse 20. It said, the poor is hated even of his own neighbor, but the rich had many friends. Now, go to Proverbs 19. I think I'll end with this one. Given upwards, we'll look at it next week. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 19. <laughs> Are you there? All right. Let's start from verse 6. Proverbs 19, verse 6. He says, Many will entreat the favor of the prince, and every man is a friend to him that giveth gifts. Are you seeing that? Every man is a what? A friend to him that what? Giveth gifts. Sowing horizontally. It gives you influence. It gives you audience. Verse 7. Come to look at this interesting part. All the brethren of the poor do hate him. <laughs> this is not neighbors who. This is brothers. <laughs> oh my God. It's serious. I heard a story of a gentleman. Hmm. Something happened. And there was a need for the family to gather. And when others... <laughs> And the family came by. They did just look at him. <laughs> they didn't even regard him like he's a like he's a person. Just watch your just. Ah, if you had say, no, who say? Oh, oh, eh, uh-huh. <laughs> All the brethren of the poor. 
do hate him. Much more do his friends go far from him. He pursued them with words, yet they are wanting to him. In other words, they are running from him. Let me read from a, a modern translation so you get it. <laughs> uh, are you here? Yes, sir. Alright, look at this from the Webster translation. It says, All the relatives of the poor shun him. How much more do his friends avoid him? The Bible says the relatives, they sh- the poor, they shun him. How much more do his friends avoid him? You just came from Papa, you're about to eat something, and you had a knock. <laughs> <laughs> and then look, you check the people, it's that guy that doesn't have anything. And when he comes into, like, oh, I've I've set it. Spoon away. Spoon away. And what is the case? As a pocket, on check, you're invited. I invite myself. He says his friends avoid him. The poor. <laughs> How much more do his friends avoid him? Now look at the last part. That's the, 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 the saddest part. He pursues them with pleas, but they are gone. <laughs> ah. <laughs> if it was a, ph- a philosopher or somebody saying this, you would have thought, oh. What is the Bible saying? Are <laughs> you seeing this? Can you see why helping the poor, God says that, you don't worry, you've lent to me, I will pay you back. The poor man cannot even pay you back. <laughs> Say, I refuse, to be poor. I refuse to be poor. Say, I am not poor. I will never be poor. In Jesus' name. Yes. The poverty, it starts with the mind. It starts with the mind. What do you see when you see something? I started a new company last, uh, last year, no, end of November, December. And I'll share with Marvin, when everybody went around the thing, they just saw something for their personal use at that moment. When I went around, I saw business, I saw money. You see? So what they saw, and it was just personal, oh, I like this, and you go, I saw money, I saw company, I saw wealth. Are you following? The poor man's problem is perspective. What he sees in what, how he sees in what he sees. And the company has begun making thousands as compared to the person who rather spent money for the thing. What do you see when you see stuff? That's where the real poverty or prosperity begins. And so you can have a guy who the jeans, it's not like it's skinny. It's not like it's skinny. I don't want to see any attitude. We're not a fetical but jeans are bread. And the guy has outgrown the jeans. <laughs> but still I was saying, I ain't skinny. <laughs> and he's wearing some cool shoes. But he's holding iPhone 12. 
But he is holding iPhone 12 Pro. And he doesn't put it in his pocket. No, you know the iPhone uses. How much your pocket? It's your pocket. How much your pocket? So. Bro, my guy, what's up? <laughs> That's how they greet. Yo. Balande. But. It's kind of better jeans, no? I mean, no, but look at iPhone 12 Pro. My guy, Charlie, I have some 500 barbie, some move big pie. Who the move moves? I did about 2022. What's that thing move near 2019? <laughs> <laughs> I see what I'm saying. That phone is capital. Maybe you are an Apple boy. Don't worry, downgrade to X or 8 and the rest. Find something to start. Poverty is here. It is the reason why you can give somebody 100,000 Ghana. And if here is not delivered from poverty, give the person six months. Marvel was showing me a friend during December. This person, your pay is not really good. So Marvel has been helping out with the person. Then December, something happened. The company, everything gave you so about over 7K. Not January, within the same December, before the person realized the person was calling Marvin, oh Charlie, I'll figure some 200 Ghana. I need to do, do something. <laughs> 200 Ghana. But you got 7,000 December. You see? I <laughs> hear what I'm saying. And the, the, the sad thing is that a lot of the poor people, they think what they need is money. No. You need someone to help you change this place. And if you're in a church like this, even if you came in completely poor, give yourself time, you will not be poor again because this place will be transformed. Are you hear what I'm saying? That is the guarantee that you can make meaningful profits out of any blessing that will come into your hands. Is somebody hearing me? Verse 7. Very sad. Very, very sad. He pursued them with words, but they are gone. Away. For the vanishing. <laughs> oh! They, oh they, uh, uh, I'm 200. They are gone. They are gone. Oh, <laughs> oh so, as the person is going, as the person is going, oh, I'm oh, uh, 200. Oh, he's gone. Are you here? He says, he pursued them with words, with please, but they are gone. Hallelujah. But what did the Bible say in verse 4? Verse 19. Look at verse 4. It says, Wealth maketh many friends, but the poor is separated from his neighbor. You see? When you learn to start giving horizontally, sharing horizontally, it builds influence. Now, this influence will not just be physical influence, it's spiritual influence. And it also gives you audience. When you need men, they show up. Around the results of giving horizontally. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. You can listen to more inspiring, uplifting, and spirit-filled sermons and teachings from our man of God, Reverend Elijah, on Podbean, Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcast at Christ Glory Ministries. God bless you.